Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts. It's true. It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden. Uh, But perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2 with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. And for $5, you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes. For a few bucks more, you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes. And perhaps, most importantly, you'll be supporting us uh, so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys. Welcome to Podcasts Like It's 1999. I'm your host, Phyllis Gove. And with me today is Talia Tabin, writer, actor, creator of the podcast, uh, Friends Talk Frasier. Um, she's here to talk with me today about Christine Aguilera. The, um, I mean, I don't know if she's like the other pop star in 99 because there were a fair amount of them. But Yes, there was something. She was something. Yeah, she was something and still is something. Uh, yes. But yes. <laughs> yes, but uh, it, it. I wanted to talk about Christina Aguilera, um, and and maybe we'll do a J Lo episode as well, which I feel oh. like at some point we need to do. You, that as well I think you should, yes, because obviously she had her first album in '99 as well. So you really had these sort of three big 
pop albums. There were many pop yeah. albums that came out in 99. But in terms of sort of, I hate the term diva because it has a negative connotation to it. Right. But this does feel like they were the three female individual pop artists that felt like they were birthed in 99. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk with someone about this and you were kind enough to come on to talk with me about this. I'm so happy to be here. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Please. Um, so I want to kind of rewind a little bit. I want to take us back to where Talia was in 1999 and how Christina Aguilera came into your life. So walk us through that. Okay. So uh, 1999, I was mm-hmm. either 13 or 14. Okay. And I am currently recording this from my parents' house. And so I was here in my parents' house in Northern California, Palo Alto, California. And I'm assuming I was like in eighth grade. And um, just a little bit about me. I big nerd, big late bloomer. I was not cool. This was not, I mean, I- But you seem so cool. I know. Sure, right? Can't you tell just over Zoom? It just like- wafts off my body. In the the 15 Um, minutes that I've known you, you seem really cool. (laughs) Thank you so much. I needed that. I really needed it. Um, But I, I just like got all my information download from the people around me. My, I had an older brother, but he uh, was not into this vibe. And um, what was he into? It was a lot more Nirvana, Rage Against the Machine. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. Also, yeah. like um, Stone Temple Pilots. Sure. Sure. Kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and he was like big into music, and I was big into musicals and theater. So <laughs> I will say, you'd be like, well, how did you learn about this kind of music? Yeah. All of my friends listened to this music, and so I was alert enough to be like, I should also listen to this music. And all, you know, pop can kind of like jive into a musical vibe. So I wasn't, you know, I could make the bridge from musical to pop music. It's it's, it's a pretty short bridge. Yeah. Well, I walked it. I walked it, you know, hesitantly, but I made it there. Um, So we had this huge Tower Records um, over in Mountain View, which is like two towns over. And my mom, or maybe my brother would even drive us there. My mom would take us there. I had a little sister too. And she was like very into Spice Girls. And uh, sure. and like that vibe. Who I also, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, we all love this. We all, we went and saw the Spice Girls. It was great. I um, didn't, but I mean. Wow. The we made sorry. it seem as though I'm we sorry. went. And I just oh, wanted to, to be clear Phil, to our listeners on, that we. you and I did <laughs> yeah. not go see Spice Girls together. Right. Unfortunately, I, I, I would love to. But, you know. My family went to go see Spice Girls. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. That's not the point of this. The point of this is, went to Tower Records, and that's where we get all those sick-ass CDs. <laughs> and... Um, did so, you own this CD? Did you own Christina Aguilera's CD? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I tried to look for it up in my childhood bedroom. It's not there. I'm sorry. I don't think I had any real like posters of her, but I remember being like, well, if if you want to be a girl right now, you have to listen to Britney and you have to listen to Christina and and it's a non-negotiable. Yikes. And who did I, you have posters of your uh, on your wall? I was just remember? it was plastered in Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Kate Winslet. It was just covered. So, uh, I had I'm Jewish and I had uh bought mitzvah like a year or two uh before. Four ninety nine, so like, I, or actually maybe ninety eight, and my uh, my dad was gonna. He told me later he was like, I was gonna get you a Leonardo DiCaprio impersonator because I was like so deeply in love. 
I don't Thank know. God if, he would didn't. you have enjoyed that? No, I don't, I don't like that kind of attention. I, I, I. That's a different kind of attention that I want on me. Anyway, what was your bat mitzvah theme? Talia takes Broadway. <laughs> Listen, I'm very on brand, seen, Phil. <laughs> our Patreon viewers can see Talia's face, but I wish you all could have seen the look on her face when she said, "Obviously," like the look on her face was like, "Why'd you even have to ask?" <laughs> Haven't I shown my cards enough? You've proven um, that now I get it. Now, I now you get it. Now you get okay. it. But um, this Tower Records was huge and it just felt so cool. And I had no business being there because I also like did. I mean, like I liked music, but I didn't care about right. music the way I feel okay. like teens do or like teeny boppers or whatever. Sure. Got this. Well, I have so much to say about the album. No, but, I, I mean, and we will get into all of this. But yeah, I, I, yeah. So I just sort of... It sounds to me like I was obviously, I was not a teenage girl in 1999. So it's a different experience. And I imagine that pop being so pervasive, being like you really couldn't get away from it, even as someone who wasn't really listening to it. it, And I was, I mean, I'm 19 in 1999, but still like I'm, you and in living in Toronto and still could not get away from these pop artists, they were, they were everywhere. Yeah. So I imagine as a teenage girl, which, which is going to lead to a bigger question that I have uh, as we get into this, but it's tough because it feels like it's not necessarily the most progressive message that's being sent to teenage girls um, in terms of these pop artists. And especially with Brittany and Christina, who, at this time, I mean, Christina's born in 80, so, you know, she's yeah, she, she's pretty young. Same with Brittany. Yeah. Like, these are, they're teenagers. So oh, yeah. there's this mixed message. And I guess I'm curious as to sort of how that, how you translated that as a teenager. Uh, honestly, my, my message was like, diehard Backstreet Boys, you sure. know, fan. Okay. And more so than NSYNC. If you had more to so than NSYNC. Yeah, I was a Backstreet okay. Boys girl. Okay. Okay. And, and... Like the equivalent of what I thought in my head they wanted was like a Britney pop star or like a Christina, right. you know. So it was just kind of like, well, is this what that's you think what boys like. wanted you to be? Yeah. Oh, um. Oh, interesting. I, you know, at that time, as a late bloomer, I was just like, if I can't be with Leonardo DiCaprio, does it even matter? And I think I was just like, deduction. I didn't care about any of the boys around me as much. Like I love, I had deep like crushes on people, but I wasn't expecting to like, honestly, it all, the sexuality of it all freaked yeah. the fuck out of me. I was just like, I can't, well, I mean, we'll get into this, but like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina's sexuality, I was like, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do that. Britney was a little bit more digestible, honestly, because she acted more like a a teenager. teenager. So I was like, oh, she's dancing in school. Like, I understand that. And I can like, and I mean, Christina has her like a little bit more poppy songs that I feel like I really gravitated towards. And her other ones, I don't think I could really process. Like, we'll talk about like Love for All Seasons. I was like, what does that mean? I mean, even just Genie in a Bottle. I mean, Genie in a Bottle, which I have just got to rub me the right way is, I mean, this is... I mean, anyway, I didn't it's a understand. Lot. It's a lot to, like to, I, I saw Kate Winslet get naked in Titanic, and I understand yeah. that people had sex, and like I got it. I didn't understand right. the nuance of like what they were selling to me, and I really right. d- did feel like a teenage girl robot 
of just like repeating it back. Like you got around me the right way. And I was just like, I didn't understand any of it, but I sang it I mean, but loud this is a and good proud. Thing. Yeah. Cause I do think that it could have gone the other way, right? It could have yeah. gone the way of like, I have to be like that. I don't understand it, but I'm going to do it. And the boys want me to do it. Like I, there's just a, yeah. there's a, there's a yeah. really kind of, patriarchal grossness that's that's definitely a part of agreed this. i was such a uh a ding dong in my own little world that i didn't like i didn't understand that that was even expected of me because it was right. like it was two steps away further than i was even Which is like in thing. my bubble yeah good. i mean yeah. i because i do feel like and this is kind of this is the line that christina toes in terms of just being the bolder one, Um, you know, certainly uh, Brittany and I was having this discussion with my roommate last night about this. Mm -hmm. And, and understandably she, she's younger than me. She's like 10 years younger than me. So this is like right in her wheelhouse of like, she's, um, and I was saying that I, that I think that Christina, that I find it interesting that Christina sort of made it clear early on that she was going to take swings. And that Britney, who's much, much more successful, has many, many more successful songs and albums. is she, Phil? Because I just read all of Christina Aguilera's bio, and she's done a shit ton, too. I don't mean to suggest that Christina wasn't successful. She was. But, like, they're they're in different stratospheres. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Because, like, you really, like, this album has five singles, right? Yeah. And or four singles. Yeah. Matter. Yeah. And then it's it's diminishing returns from Christina for the Always. rest of her You're career. You're right. You're so right. Yeah. Whereas like Britney is perennial and is just this, this next level thing. And I think part of that has to do with what you mentioned earlier, which is that Britney is not trying to she's slowly progressing, right? Like she I wants know. to slowly be, whereas like Christina's like dirty right into the game dirty (laughs) but here's what i'm gonna say and this might be a hot take i think yes oh i'm scared to say it i think i mean i love britney spears i love britney spears i think britney spears i have you know i I think i know what you're gonna say but I'm, i'm yeah but christina aguilera is an artist and she has talent in a way that britney spears couldn't touch so i kind of equate this to you know when the whole Twilight phase was going crazy and everybody sure. was like, Kristen Stewart, oh my God, and she's in this. And like teens were going bananas over her. Yeah. So I was acting at that time and I had acting teachers and, you know, give me stuff. I was like kind of her vibe like at that time. And I had like sure. the long hair sure. and I was super pale and whatever. And I was like, oh, how As do opposed I- to now. <laughs> As opposed to now where it's, it's medium length and I'm still very pale. Um, so everybody said, why did Kristen Stewart, why were they, why were these kids like so hysterical yeah. about it? It's because she did so little that you were able to put your own emotions oh, onto her, right? So as an actor, she was not making big swings. She no. was allowing you to put your stuff onto her. I feel like that's a similarity with what happened with Britney Spears, which was like, Britney was not singing crazy. I mean, she was dancing like a hot, sexy thing. It was, she was such a good dancer and a really good performer, but she didn't like put her, I, I guess her opinion as much on it or like her herself. And I feel like Christina yeah. Aguilera was like, I'm a 
artist. I'm going to sing my pop pipes out. I'm going to like do all my jazzy R&B stuff that might not be for the mainstream. I'm going to like do anything I want to do. And I was reading about her before this and she fired her manager and was like, I got to have all, I got to have complete control over all this. Not to say that Britney didn't want control. I just feel like there was a... And well, I think you're tapping into something that I, first of all, I agree with you. Um, I, there's a couple, there are a couple things that I want. <laughs> the first is, um, I love that you think that, and I love Kristen Stewart. I want to be fully, I want to, I want to be abundantly clear that I think Kristen Stewart is one of our best actors right now. I love her too. That being said, I love that you think she's not doing much, like that it was a conscious effort. Um, there's not much to Bella Swan. Like Bella Swan's not a particularly interesting character or a particularly rich character, the in my worst. humble opinion. I, no, but even the book. The, I right, mean, I read right, all the right. books, and then I've seen all the right. movies, and it's really there is no, there. I get that there is not much to do, but There's I felt like she sure. shrank even more. Like we've seen her on camera. Sure, I felt like she like. But do we think that that's a Xanax an, I guess, and came to work? <laughs> well, I would argue everyone Don't did that in the that. entire Twilight <laughs> yeah, series. That's fair. Yeah. I just, this is all just a way of saying that I think it's interesting that your takeaway, and I don't think it's necessarily wrong because I do think that people did this. I just don't know that it's necessarily a concerted effort from the people involved on a directing or an acting level. I think that they basically were like, we're going to do the books and that's what we're going to do. And there's just not a ton here and people love the books and they're going to love the movies. And that worked like gangbusters. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's yeah. also now like a reclamation going on in the Twilight movies. I don't know if you've noticed this. but No, like I don't everyone, know. Now there's like an ironic love that's come back for these movies. And it's a whole thing that's happening. Oh All that being said, on the yeah. Britney side, yeah, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. And I think it's more about, and I'm sure you've seen the Britney documentary, which was upsetting. Of course I have. Very crazy. upsetting. Right after I watched the, uh, the Tiger Woods documentary. Did you watch that wow, one that's too? a real double bill you you had for yourself. <laughs> it was a big Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that Britney's a product more than Christina is, right? Like she's Thank a construct, yes. and she's yes. been built in sort of some weird, you know, company. And I I think that you see that in in obviously, unfortunately, what's happened to her personal life. And that, the, I mean, the, and that's the biggest that tell, right? right? It's whereas it, Christina. From Staten Island, I don't want to project too much, but like, <laughs> there's a little bit of like, it's my way or the highway, um, and, like an and she really to took her. control. Yeah, yeah, yes. she took control. Yes. And to me, in all honesty, I hadn't mm-hmm. kept up on her career mm-hmm. since 1999. I mean, I had seen, you know, obviously, I know Dirty, I know, you yeah. know, Moulin Rouge, I know yeah. her other ones mm-hmm. peripherally, but. Sure. To read all about the stuff that she's done and yeah. how much she's like stayed relevant and current and in the mix as a working artist, I'm like, oh yeah, because you love yeah. your art and you're extremely talented and you like know music in a way that most people will never understand. And I, I was just very impressed. I, I will say this: we did an episode on Britney Spears uh, on Baby One More Time, uh, Ooh, which, yeah, which feels yeah. like. Uh, which also came out in 99 and we talked about about Britney in general. Um, That episode was recorded, I don't know, a million years ago now. I have no no sense of time. Um, But we did talk about that. And and I don't want to make it seem as though Britney was autonomous and didn't have any control over her career. That's very much not the case. Um, She knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, She was just playing a different game. And I don't, I also just want to say too, like, 
I'm not pitting these against each other, these two people against each other. It's not about who's better, who's worse. I think they're both obviously icons in their own Agreed, way. Agreed, 1,000%. I just but think, I do think they're just doing, they're playing different games. That's all. They're playing different games and they're playing different games at the same time. And it's hard not to a little bit compare and contrast, even though that sucks. Yes. But you yes. know what? We compare and contrast uh, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. So we're fine. Well, this that's actually a really interesting question too. Um, we will eventually get around to doing some sort of a Backstreet Boys NSYNC yeah. episode because it's inevitable. Um, but... I do think that they are also doing different things to yes. some degree. You know, it's they're in different lanes. I think that with Christina, however, it really comes back to what you're saying in terms of just talent, right? Like pure pipes, she has a better voice than yes. most of the people, most of her contemporaries. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily weaponized in the way that it could be. I listened yeah. to this album from you know, from front to front to back yesterday. Oh, yeah. Perhaps oh, yeah. for the first time in my entire life have I done that. Because oh, um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, and yeah. it's, there's a bunch of snoozy songs on this album. I in my know, opinion. towards the end, we're just falling yeah. asleep here. Christina, was, wake us yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, it's it's a lot of just like, she's got a hell of a voice and we're yeah. just going to kind of let her go. And there's just not all that interesting songs personally Agreed. to me. Um Let's give a little bit of context to Christina mm-hmm. Aguilera, who was born, as I mentioned, in Staten Island on December 18th, 1980. She's the daughter of a musician, Shelley Lorraine Kearns, uh, and a United States Army soldier, Fausto Xavier Aguilera. Uh, he was born in Ecuador. Her mother was German, Irish, Welsh, and uh, Welsh and Dutch. Um, she moved around a lot because of her father's military service. She stated that her father was physically and emotionally abusive to her, which isn't I great. Read that, and I don't um, love it. Don't. That's not a good look. Uh, to cope look. with that turbulent household, she turned to music as a form of escape. Apparently, um, they eventually divorce. Her parents divorce. She moves in with her uh, younger sister Rachel, and her mother moved to Rochester. I also just say I also have a younger sister named Rachel, so I felt an immediate connection to Christina. No, I mean you, got, you guys are basically the same person. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah, what it comes yeah. down to. Um, her mother remarried uh, after years of estrangement. She, I guess, reconciled with her father in 2012. Um, she was aspired to be a singer. Won her first talent show at eight with a rendition of Whitney Houston's "I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Loves Me." a great song, which I'm sure she nailed. Right? I'm like, I want to see that video. I'm sure she was absolutely amazing. (laughs) Um, I have no doubt. Uh, Basically, she grew up in Pittsburgh. She sang the national anthem, um, Star Singles Banner at a Pittsburgh Penguins game. She sang it at a Steelers game. I mean, she's singing yeah, a baseball game. Like, it's she's, a big, just, she's a big deal. She, it's she's like you cle- she deal. clearly had a talent well beyond her years uh, very well early on. Years. Yeah. Um, the Probably the, I don't know, the turning point or a big turning point is when she auditioned for a uh, role on the Mickey Mouse Club, um, which she didn't meet their age requirements, but she joined the series (laughs) two years later. um, And uh, fellow cast members included Ryan Gosling, Carrie Russell, Britney Spears, and Justin Timberlake. I mean, who was the Um, casting agent on that? The casting director, like just a genius. Just an absolute genius. Yeah. Uh, Then in 98, she's approached uh, to have a recording contract. She signs with RCA. Uh, who told basically? Long story short, she does a cover of Whitney Houston's "Run to You" for Disney in the hopes that she would get to sing "Reflection," which is the animated the song for the animated movie Mulan. That song is on her album. Oh yes, as well. <laughs> um, it, oh, it uh, is. 
it was uh, so she was selected to sing that song was recorded in June of 98 charted on the Billboard adult contemporary chart in uh, at number 15 then she records her album yeah that was interesting album. to me yeah because I just knew it as like being on her album and I didn't realize like really that's how she got her album I mean I, I think something that really sort of needs to be made abundantly clear is I don't know who is making these choices. She's a teenager at the time. I don't know if this is like a uh, uh, her mother or she had a manager or whatever the yeah. case may be, but she's making all the right moves to get into the right places at the right time. So it, yeah. it does all make sense. But um, it's but interesting. It's it doesn't say, it's very calculated, but it doesn't say, you know, show mom or like stage mom, no. da, 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 da. No. So there is somebody behind the scenes who has like an, a pretty like, well-versed in the 100%. music industry to sure. know that she should be doing any of this stuff. A hundred percent. It doesn't, I mean, none of this is, none of this is by accident. Yeah. Um, you know, Britney has a very different trajectory. I know. I mean, Britney is also on the Mickey Mouse Club, so she does have that whole thing. Yeah. But she really sort of, when you read about the making of the song, Baby One More Time, and mm-hmm. the way she approached that, the way she knew that like this was her, fucking shot yeah um you know the way that she like made her voice sound rougher so that it would sound older i mean she knew what she was doing um this feels a little bit more like there were more steps to christina aguilera but it feels like reflection was sort of the tip of the spear and she recognized Mm -hmm. that like this was her way into sort of that next level um the her self-titled album is recorded in early 99 it's released in august august 24th by rca records um basically there's a shit ton of producers on this album from david frank ron fair guy roach robin thick diane warren matthew i mean it's insane how many people are involved in this thing i mean this is the other thing too where like and it's it's changed. I mean, obviously, the music industry has changed drastically since since ninety nine. Sure, but like you're still in a place now where you're paying pro- massive producers massive amounts of money yeah. to write a hit song, and there's a lot of them on this. Yes, yeah. I mean, but that to me just seems they were like, well, we know we have a star. Like we yes. know we have somebody that's going to be able to carry this yes. further and further. Yeah. So like. I guess what I'm saying is you have all of these producers on one album. It's very expensive. So like the investment that the amount of money that's being put into Christina Aguilera, they know that they have something really special. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Also, I think she had something behind her that most people don't have. She like kind of has this track record with Disney, which I, I don't know if that really makes a difference, but I feel like having such a huge corporation or like a huge heavyweight behind you Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. Yes, also those, yes, like, at that time, all of those kind of animated musicals, princess mm-hmm. musicals or whatever, were fucking huge. Yes. Well, I mean, Disney is Disney. and Yeah, Disney is, yeah. yeah. But we're, I just we're, mean, we're, like... We're sort of, yeah. It's, this is like, I mean, this is post the quote-unquote heyday of Disney, or at least, you know, of, of our yeah. generation, which is, you know... Your Little Mermaid, your Aladdins, your Lion mm-hmm. Kings. The bloom is off the rose on that stuff and things are changing. And yeah. you know, 98, you've got, uh, I mean, you've got Toy Story, you've got Pixar, you've got all that stuff that's sort of coming. So mm. it's all kind of changing. But yeah, um, but yeah it's, it's a big deal that she has all these producers that are behind her to do this. It's pretty crazy. Um, 
So then she earns a Grammy for Best New Artist at the 42nd Annual Grammy. Huge, <laughs> huge. It's a, it's a big deal. The album debuts at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 with first week sales of 253,000 copies. Certified eight times platinum by the recording industry. Sold more than 9 million copies in the U.S. and 14 million copies worldwide. Wow. Uh, insane. Four it's singles. Genie in the Bottle was the lead single. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's everyone's favorite Genie song. Yeah. Um, three subsequent singles were What a Girl Wants, I Turn to You, and Come On Over Baby, All I Want Is You. You got to love a song that has parentheses. I mean, it's I, just... It's... <laughs> I do love a song that has parentheses, and I might even say that's my favorite song. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it's. I like when a song can have a call and response within yes. the title. It's it's right. Uh, it's, we're like we're telling a story. We know we're on a movie. You know, it's just like a musical. We're doing yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty fantastic. Um, she's been obviously she's won many other things. Uh, what else does she have? She did a concert in two thousand. Um, debut headlining concert in two thousand. Uh, and the album is included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's definitive 200 list, which is interesting, okay. I guess. Sure. Uh, sure. Um, yeah. So in terms of talking about the um, the composition or the songs within mm-hmm. the album itself, mm-hmm. um, the album opens with Genie in a Bottle, which is the first single, first song, right out of the gate. Um I don't know about you, but generally that's not a sign of think of good things to come. That's what I thought. I, I was so confused. I mean, I don't really, I'm like not as much of a music person as I wish I was, but you don't put your, you're not starting with your single on the first track. It's a bad idea. It's a, bad it's idea. a terrible idea. And all these producers were on it. Who's, who's setting that list? Who's doing well, the set list? I'll say this. Baby One More Time is the first song on. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So was that just like, teens you gotta well, get them with the main song that they know so that they'll like listen to the i don't i, don't really I mean i don't it. know what the thought process really is because if you ask me you'd want to like at least put it a couple tracks in so people have to listen to a couple tracks yeah i i don't know i don't know so i'm sure someone in the industry can explain to us why that's a good idea yeah. um and apparently it worked for these albums so you know yeah but, um I love that uh, Billboard editor Kenneth Partridge wrote that the song features a 30-second note bass drum pattern that mimics the heart palpitations of a teenager in lust. Oh, my God. So that's, that's why they you love the song too so much. knew too much about me. Talia. Like, I feel, I feel like, too Very exposed. <laughs> my God, Christina. They, and, they of a teenager it. in love. Like, it's like, oh, yep. we're going to get science up in here to make mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. music hit hard. We're going to get in these. I mean, they get their hooks in deep. Yeah. Early. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a Girl Wants uh, is, a mean, couple, is, uh, is a very whoa. good song. Uh, <laughs> but do you think that it is a, um, a positive oh. depiction of what a girl wants? Well, it's so interesting because like, I just, at the time, if we're talking about it at the time, I just didn't care. Like I didn't, I didn't care at all what she was saying. I really like, it was leading with what a girl wants. And I was like, I'm a girl. So this is a song that I should be feeling pretty good about right now. And it was just fun to be like, what a girl wants. But after what a girl wants, what a girl needs, 
whatever man it was just like, always happy. like a, we'll yeah. set you free i think right but i that so let's let's look up the lyrics here real quick because i feel yeah, like what a girl wants important. what a girl needs whatever makes you happy and sets me free i'm thanking you for giving it to me that's my guess off that sounds of right that sounds right but i mean listen okay but also uh, what I've a girl wants really what a girl needs it. yeah come on Ooh, yeah yeah uh let's not do this hold on what a girl wants what a girl needs whatever makes me happy sets you free and i'm thanking you for knowing exactly what a girl wants what a girl needs whatever keeps me in your arms and i'm thanking you for giving it to me what a girl wants yeah, i mean like <laughs> i don't know that it's i mean okay. i wasn't traumatized by that however I just don't know what the message is. I don't know what message. the message is. I think the message yeah. is, is like, it. it's about us for the first time. Like, I felt a little bit more of like, oh, yeah, it's what I want. I'm the girl. And it's what a girl wants. So you found um, it empowering. I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I definitely did. The genie in a bottle. This is what song. I'm about to read the lyrics for genie in a bottle, mm-hmm. which, yeah, which that, are less no, that is different. empowering, if I remember <laughs> correctly. Um, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've been locked up tight for a century of lonely nights waiting yeah. for someone to release me. You're licking your lips and blowing kisses my way, but <laughs> but that, that don't, don't mean, mean I'm going to give it away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My like, body saying, let's go. My heart saying, no. Uh-huh. If you want to be with me, baby, there's a price to pay. Yes. I'm a genie in a bottle. You got to rub me the right way. Yes. So yes. I didn't understand any of that. Okay, like, good. I mean, I did. I got that it was like rubbing, but I was like, oh, like on her leg. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I first off was coming off of Aladdin and I was like, Aladdin was the shit. Genie right. in a bottle. Here's a song yeah. for the girls to sing about Genie in a bottle. <laughs> I mean, I was so non deep in any way. I was like, right. not, if anything, my feelings were just like, uh, why don't guys like me? And I was like, well, maybe because you don't understand what's happening right now. Maybe you're not understanding the dynamics. But we, my friends and I, and I think even at this age, we used to make up dances. Like that's what we did, did a, with our childhood. Well, but this, this music video had a very, Oh yeah. I mean, this was a big music video and big it had music dance video. moves that were, you know. But we used to put on we would one uh makeup dances but we would also do make music videos cuz my friends and I were just like obsessed oh, wow. with video cameras and editing and trying to figure out things. So we would make music videos to songs like this. Okay. And then we would make our parents watch it. And sometimes it. we would make like we would do performances. Like I'm looking at the living room area where we made up dance, you know, to like, do you, do you have any of these? Do you have any? Oh, I have all of them. Oh like there's gosh. a huge you really need to post one. because we had the like big video cameras where you'd put in the full yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. It sounds uh, fantastic. But, I, but what do you, what do you do as a parent? Like watching your ten year old kid like grind on the ground and be like, "I'm a G- you got to run me there," right? and then af- afterwards you clap and you're like, "Well, you've done it." You've made I mean, me I'm going to assume I'm not a parent. Yeah, I'm not either. So I mean, so I don't know. Um, I'm sure Hunter and Stacy have many a story yeah, similar to they could this. tell us. Um, I imagine that you are just happy that they're preoccupied for a couple minutes <laughs> doing something that doesn't require much of you. And oh then you're just God. like, great. This is this was totally I'm so happy. Uh come on over, all I want is you. The lyrics in this one are yes. 
hey boy, don't you know, I've got something going on. Yes, I do. All my friends are going to come, going to, sorry, going to party all night long. I know, you know, I just want us to go. The fun we'll have. (laughs) I wish you guys could see Talia dancing to this. So boy, won't you come? Question mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will all party till dawn. Listen to me. All I want is you. Come on over, baby. All I want is you. You make me go crazy. All I want is you. Now, baby, don't be shy. You better cross the line. I'm going to love you right. All I want is you. Yeah. So this is where we're having fun, right? Like, see, this... You better cross the line. You better cross the line. Demanding. In terms of talking about just like the song, as a girl at that age, I was way more intimidated by Genie and Bobble, Bottle because like, how are you dancing to that? Like, you have to be a good dancer to dance to that. And I wasn't yeah. a good dancer. So it was always like, I can't make my body look like a snake, you know? And then with Come On Over, baby, you were like, uh-oh, we got a good beat here. All I have to do is jump up and down and shimmy my shoulders. And I was like, this is my kind of song. Not lyrically, but from a dance moves perspective, it felt Dance like moves. Pers- lyrically, yeah. I also... Felt like this was more fun. No, lyrically, I did feel like this was more fun because there was like there was a little bit more of like a we're at a dance, like a call and response of like a come on over, you know. And it's like, oh, I understand what that means. Like, rub me till I'm happy. Like that, I was like, I don't understand (laughs) that. But come on over to this side of the, you know, this side of the dance floor or whatever. Right, right. That resonated more with me. It's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I feel like listening to this album yesterday, um, it certainly <laughs> felt more charged. Like it certainly felt more like sexually charged than, yes. um, than certainly than the Britney album. Um, I also remember, and I, 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 I'm sure you remember this too, which is, wasn't there a Eminem lyric about how Christina Aguilera gave him a blowjob or something like that? I think so. I mean, he has a lyric about everybody from that time. Like a pretty mean, (laughs) insulting lyric taking them down. Um, So yeah, I'm not surprised. I just, I just remember, I remember that because it felt like. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I don't know. It just, it, it, I remember, first of all, I was not, I mean, I wasn't the biggest Eminem fan, so I can't really say that like, but I just remember that sticking with me just because it did feel as though Christina was just older and more sexual and just doing things that were just she like. She was so much so. more sexual, but also. 
her, as we get into the album, I mean, later into the album, like those songs felt so much older, like yes. more R&B. Yes. There was more of like a... Maturity. Like that, what's that song? I forget who sings that song, the boys to men, like, I'll make love to you. Yeah, like, yeah. And yes, we all like danced to that. There was like a that yeah. kind of vibe, but she felt yeah. like that level as opposed to Backstreet Boys that were like, were in sync that were like, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> there was a, it just feels like a level of maturity. And if we can go to <laughs> Love for All Seasons, you know, please, please. he's like, go there. It, I'm living with my parents in 1999 thinking like you see people from September to June and that's like when you see boys and then maybe you meet a new boy in the summer, but that's it. So she's talking about like knowing somebody for a whole year, like she's living with them or something. That was too much for my brain to comprehend. That was too much. All the seasons? All the seasons? What about the, what about Christmas time? You've got to be with your family for Hanukkah. Anyway, it didn't, it wasn't this, it wasn't (laughs) It didn't line up quite, but they, uh, okay, there's one, and I think it's I Turn to You. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm about mm-hmm. to drop another big Please, bomb. please. Doesn't that song sound so much like Celine Dion's, um, the the song that Celine Dion sings for Up Close and Personal, the musical, I mean, the movie, the you, not, not the musical. I mean, they I should do make know, okay, okay, Up Close and Personal. Is Michelle no. Pfeiffer and yeah, no, Robert I know the movie, Ray. and I remember the music video. So there's it, like a what's the song? A really iconic Celine Dion song, and it's like you were my strength when I yes, was yes, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. of course, of course, of course. I well, can't remember. I need to, I need to remember the what the name of it is. I'm lyric. I mean, what's a chorus? But her, this Christina Aguilera song is dangerously close to it. Because you loved me is the name of it. Because you love me. I turn to you. It's like the same vibe. It does sound very similar. And yeah, it, and yeah. it was like of that time. I I For feel sure. like Celine Dion well, probably wrote it around that time. I don't know. There for there sure. Was- it does feel. I think. I think what we're kind of part of the. I don't want to say problem, but part of the thing about this album because <laughs> I don't want to say that there's any like whatever. I is that she's 19, so she's quite young. Yeah. Um. So there's this weird push and pull going on of like she's got a voice of a woman in her like 30s. Yes. So they're they're giving her lyrics that sound like a 30 year old, mm-hmm. and then also mixed into it, you've got like this 19 year old saying "rub me like a genie." So like, yeah. it's just it's a little bipolar. Um, it is a little bipolar. The beginning part feels like for the teens, and the second part feels like for the woman in her, you know, divorcee. The, yeah, in her forties and the nineties, who's just like, well, my kids yeah. are at my husband's house this weekend, yeah. so I'm going to turn on the second yeah. half of Christina Aguilera's yeah. album and drink some yeah. wine and like use my vibrator and like go to bed. Yeah. You know, it's a good. So, that's a good Saturday night. Great I mean, Saturday if, night. Yeah. It just it wasn't computing for me. So also, <laughs> so, there's a Disney song on it. You know, so then yes, like yes, reflection yes. is also, also on it. <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah, Disney, Mulan, warrior, yeah. warrior lady. It's very, it's, it is strange because you, you, just to read the track listing for, for mm-hmm. you got first track, Genie in a Bottle. Number two, What a Girl Wants. Number three, I Turn to You. Number four, So Emotional, which is. Oh my God, so emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then come on over, all I want is you. Then reflection. So like you've got six. It's very front loaded. Mm-hmm. Then love for all seasons, as as you said, all of them. All of them. You're all gonna, the seasons. What a commitment. It's a, it is a commitment. I mean, I don't know that I've. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> that I've met that commitment. Um, and then and then somebody somebody. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is an odd name for a song. Did, uh, I don't the, care for that song as well. <laughs> then the Robin Thicke banger, When You Put Your Hands On Me. Yeah. Uh, then Blessed. Oh, which like well before her time. My God, if she released that song right now, it'd be huge. <laughs> she should do cover. I know. Uh, and then Love Will Find a Way and then Obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be said that I'm just looking at the writers of these songs oh. and there are no... Diane Warren's the only one who sings, sorry, who wrote more than one song. <laughs> Every oh. other song is written by somebody else which is pretty nuts. Like, it's all over the map. How bizarre. So there's that. Um, then that, she did... that s- tracks for how I feel when I listen to that album. Yeah, the whole thing feels like it was written yeah. by 12 different people. Mm-hmm. More than that, like 15 different people. Yeah. Um, there obviously were bonus editions of this, special editions of this album. I listened to the extended version, the extended you know? album. Okay, mm-hmm. see, I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> well, you didn't need to. There's like a remix of Gene in a Bottle okay. that's six minutes long techno version that I... I didn't care for. <laughs> you mean it's your ringtone now? Is what you're saying? I mean, I'm using it, and I and I'll continue to, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, there's there are some um, Mexican, Spanish, Argentinian, Chilean editions that have some songs in other. <laughs> there's uh, Genio Al Trapido, forgive oh. me, I don't, which is I guess Genie in a Bottle, but in yeah. uh, in. Uh, Spanish. That's cool. Uh, which is cool. Um, there's a Japanese edition where she did two <gasps> bonus tracks. We are a miracle and don't make, don't make me love you. Feels like a threat. Don't make me love you. She sings it through a uh, clenched teeth the whole time. Don't make me love you. <laughs> it's She's angry about it. And she's like, don't make me do this. You'll regret it. Uh, yeah. So then, you know, that's, there's a million people that played instruments on this thing. A million producers, as we mentioned. Um, it did incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, and it obviously broke a career. I, you know, I, I want to talk for a second about sort of the trajectory of Christina Aguilera's career from this album. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned to you before we got on mic, I watched the video for Dirty for the first yeah. time probably since 2002. I felt scandalized by it, if I'm being completely frank. So it sexy. Is, it's, a, it's an aggressive, yeah. assless chaps. Everyone's wearing oh, assless yeah. chaps. Um, everyone is, as you would imagine, quite dirty. They're all like grimy and rolling oh, around yeah. in mud. And oh my god, there's so much mud! <laughs> so much mud. Um, it's, I just, I really honestly couldn't believe it. It opens, I don't know if you watched it recently. I have seen it recently, with her on, a, on a motorbike for reasons that are oh, yeah. undescribed, um, <laughs> or unexplained. She, she, you don't see her at first, you just see she's on a motorbike, she yeah. takes off her helmet. And then there's just a series of what can really only be described as cage matches with hot women. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it's not a cage match. It's like a, a wrestling ring yeah. um, where she's like dance fighting with a bunch of other women. Hot. Yeah. Hot, assless yeah. sort of situations. Um, they're, they're all rocking the unfortunate dreadlocks that existed I in know. the early 2000s. Yeah, those were not um, for me. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't pull them out. Like, honestly, I think why I have my thing with Christina is that Mm -hmm. I wish I was that bold. You know, like, I wish I, like, was that sexually, like, charged in in the thing and free and, like, doing her thing and being Mm -hmm. like, well, you know what? I just did that album and now I'm going to roll around in dirt and I'm going to make it all about sex and I'm going to be in your face about it. And it's like, fuck, yes, you should be doing that. 
I'll say this. I remember, so this comes out in 99. This album comes out in 99. She Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't want to say goes away, but it's a pretty big gap. 99 to 2002. And I believe that, just let me confirm this because I don't want to be spreading, you know, misinformation. But um, don't tell us lies. Yeah, I would not want to tell lies. Uh, Just looking at her discography. So, Okay, so so she has her self-titled in 99, then she's got a Christmas album that comes out in 2000 called oh, yeah. My Kind of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so she does have something out in the mm-hmm. world. Um, but Stripped uh, comes out in 2002, then Back to Basics in 06, which is a kind of like 20s or 30s infused album, which is interesting. I, yeah, well, did you read about her alter ego? She like creates an alter ego. Yeah, like her 1930, like Baby Doll or something. Um, I don't know what that because she does burlesque around then too the, yes. the movie that, that everybody obviously loves, um, although a lot of people which was nominated it. for it was, it was best song I believe something. Um, so this the, uh, back to basics was inspired by 1920s to 50s idols that she loved: Billie Holiday, Otis mm-hmm. Redding, Etta James, Ella Fitzgerald. Um, I'm trying to see about this alter because <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely curious now, um, but I can't seem to. Uh, oh, no. Where did, no, can, I have whatever. to find it. Maybe, I have to find I, it. I believe she has you. an alter ego. I believe you. Hold on, let me just look up Christina Aguilera um, alter ego. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Kind of vibes. Oh, uh, it's, well, oh sorry. Ex- it's called Baby. Her alter ego is Baby Jane. Oh, okay, sure. Okay, the reinvention. Sense. But she, hold on, because she had a hypersexual alter ego called Extina, which was around <gasps> oh, stripped yeah. when it was just an X, like mm-hmm. a Christina, yeah. but it's an X. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, so she had that. Um, <laughs> that was a thing. So uh, but you're right. Funny. Yeah. She also had that too. She, so yeah. Yeah. She has these alter egos. She does have alter. You're, you're absolutely right. She does. Um, but so, so she does have. Uh, stripped, which comes out in 2002, and that's uh, which we all might remember is the album cover. It's like black and white, her arms are over her head, her dreadlocks are covering what looks like perhaps she's wearing a bikini, but yeah, it's possible that barely. she's not as well. And she's wearing a <laughs> I, I, you really should look this up right now because it's it's an amazing picture. Um, oh my it's like God. it's like. She's wearing these bleached jeans that over the crotch are a different color and these like buttons along the bottom it. and stripes. I know this so well. It's it's it very also much looks a time like, capsule of 2002. <laughs> it it's like they want you to think that she's naked even though she's wearing the pants because Correct. she has a triangle right of around dark her groin. fabric yeah. right around that crotch area. Yeah. I think it's yeah, black yeah. and yeah. It looks if you like just do a quick glance, like yep. she is naked and she is a full bush, and there's just so this much happening. True. It's a it's a lot. It's I mean, this is definitely um it's it's, it's definitely her biggest swing, right? This, it's this is basically yeah. <laughs> this is Xtina. She's like, fuck you, I'm going yeah. for it. Because I guess she feels like and I don't know. I don't really know where where else she could have gone. I guess. I think it's this like is where she wanted to or, go. Yeah, and, like and, she wasn't going to get more like basic, or you know what I mean. Like she wasn't going to get more broad, this whatever that you know. Universal, yes, I more universal. Yeah. She yeah. was just gonna. She was only going to get, for lack of a better word, like more specific or yes, yes, 
Yeah, I, I like am fighting. So this album was theater. a big album. I remember when this album came out, or I remember yeah. when Dirty was a big music video oh, that was yeah. played continually. It was shocking, and everyone was talking about it. Alicia Keys is a producer on the album. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Glenn Ballard is a producer of, uh, obviously of, uh, oh my God, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Oh, um, he was one of he was the producer on that. It had five singles: Dirty, Beautiful, Fighter, Can't Hold Us Down, and The Voice Within. The only ones I remember are the first three, but yeah. Beautiful. I mean, I'm a sucker for that song. I think it's a great song. I think it's a great song. And then I read all this stuff. Like, it's kind of like a battle cry for yes, LGBTQ. For sure. Like, same with the video, which was quite, yeah. I remember, was a big deal, um, which also speaks to that theme. Mm-hmm. And then Fighter, I remember just because it seemed like she was just ripping off Bjork in the music video. Yeah. Um, and I'm a very big <laughs> Bjork fan. So I was oh, just you like, are. Oh, I love wow. Um, <laughs> I can't tell if from the look on your face if that's. No, I just, I don't have an opinion. Okay. I don't have an opinion. I don't know. I know the York's dress. I, I mean, I know the dress. Well, you know the but swan I'm, dress, of course. But. I know the swan dress, but I don't. Um, I might have I to. I'm not musically. Mic, I might have to give you a little bit of a Bjork, Bjork lesson. Because I yeah. think that you yeah. would just, I don't think there's anyone that does what she does. We're going to do an episode on Bjork because she released uh, one of her biggest and best music videos that came out in 99 for a song oh. called Always Full of Love. Um, but uh, she's, there's no one like her. And I think that um, it's definitely Do clear. you mean, sorry to go back. Is there nobody like her as no. a musician like mm-hmm. her music or is there nobody like her as a person? Both. Oh, um, I, I, I think, I mean, I think they're one in the same. I don't think mm-hmm. that she is, um, uh, despite what people might think, it's not a bit. <laughs> like It seems Bjork like a bit, Phil. So, it seems is, like a bit. I understand. I really like do understand. It's over-exaggerated that. lifetime-long SNL sketch. And, and by the way, that's part of why I love her. But okay. I do think that like, I remember um, years ago, I showed a friend of mine a video that she recorded for MTV. This isn't just going to, I could literally talk about Bjork for 10 hours, but I'll just say this. Oh my um, God, we found your, we found your we, like. Well, yeah, but yeah. Your um, love. <laughs> I showed a video of, that was recorded for MTV back in mm-hmm. the heyday of like Bjork in like the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. And someone just um, put a television set, like the, opened up a television set. Mm-hmm. And just said, Bjork, talk about this. Like, it was very strange. And she started talking about, like, the inside of the TV looking like a little city and, like, all these things. And she'd, like, never seen the inside of a television set before. And my friend was like, this is a bit, this is bullshit. How does Bjork not know what goes on inside a television set? Yeah. And truthfully, I just don't think she cares about these things. Like, it's just these are things that she did. All this is to say, and I bring this up because I do think that there's a bit of a bit going on here with Christina and Stripped, right? Like, this is a little bit of, like, I've created... I mean, she literally has created a persona, right? Yeah. It's it's pre-Lady Gaga. It's pre-all of that. That's why I like yes. Lady Gaga. As much as I respect her and like her, she she did rub me the wrong way and does sometimes because it feels like there's this... Did you watch her documentary? No. Watch I should watch the documentary. Yeah, I, I, don't, documentary. I, don't, I, don't, I don't dislike Lady Gaga. I really don't. I just... Yeah. there's There is something artificial about it, which I understand is part of this artistic which, thing that she's yes, doing. Like I get yes. that it's all this kind is of, what but, he, her yeah. that it's like her shtick. It's like her right. version of you know. And this was kind of an early thing, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean this idea and, and Lady Gaga has talked about how Christina Aguilera <clears throat> excuse me, Christina Aguilera's voice pushed her. 
right? Like she would <gasps> listen to Christina Aguilera and be like, I need to be a better singer because of Christina wow. Aguilera. So like, that's I, really you cool. can see these two mm-hmm. kind of speaking to each other in their yes. careers in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, but yeah, the fighter video in particular has a very sort of um, uh, Madonna ray of light. Do you remember that video where she's like on the beach and there's a yeah. lot like, of the black version, the different yeah. like black, it, like it all kind of feels and, and, Madonna has talked about how she was influenced by Bjork at the time. So, like, there just there is this wow. kind of like thing going on. I know so little about music. This is cool. This is a lesson. <laughs> this is a lesson in itself. So it just it. I, I just think that this is. I would argue this is the time in her career where I think she's the most interesting and the most yeah. fascinating because she's the most bold and fearless and just sort of being like, "This is what I'm going to do and just fucking deal with it." Agreed. Um, but I think that that was alienating, and I think that that had effects on her career moving forward. Yeah, but <laughs> my other thought with that is, mm-hmm. does that in some ways save her? You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, like, for sure. Her life sounds so much better than a Britney Spears, or even just venturing to say a Lady Gaga, because they can't function in the world. Like when you're that talented right. and you're that well-loved and you're that famous and a celebrity you're like barely surviving when we wa- when you watch any of these documentaries lady gaga is just like crying like crippled over in pain after every show and there's like seven right. masseuses trying to like release the energy from her body and she's like tortured Mm-hmm. And same with like Billie Eilish. Did you watch Billie Eilish's documentary? I haven't, but I hear it's amazing. I need. I know. I, need I thought it was. I I really liked it. It's fascinating. We got to have a whole other conversation about that. Well, it's it's interesting that you bring that up too, because it's like there was a lot of chatter, a lot of people talking about uh-huh. Billie Eilish's reinvention of herself. Right now, she just put out a new. Yeah, she looks amazing this on the does cover. Of, feel of very Vogue. similar. Yes, I mean she looks <laughs> yeah. incredible. She looks amazing, but a lot of people are sort of like, eh, yeah. we've been there, done that. I yeah, feel like that's Christina not your did this. Vibe. I feel like other people yes. have done this. So it is interesting. I mean, what goes around comes around, but it is mm-hmm. all kind of, of a piece. And I think part of it also has to do with, and this comes back to sort of what I was alluding to at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. of, I don't want to just say female empowerment because that's such a like umbrella thing, but it does feel a little bit like these are still things that we're talking about. These are still things that have to be worked on as a, as a society. We are not, you know, women feeling like they can't control their bodies in the way that they should or what have you. We need these pop stars to speak out about these things to, to be, you know, to see Billie Eilish, who does not, I mean, there was any number of body shaming bullshit going on online after her Vogue covers. And you're just like, listen, someone, people just need to love the way that they look and to just not give a shit about this stuff. And I think that part of that is what Christina was trying to do. I also think like sex positive stuff is good too. I agreed, agree 100%. And also it's, we're so multifaceted. It's like, we're telling people and we're telling women, well, if you decide to stay in this line as kind of this almost like tomboy, extremely baggy clothes, kind of like fuck you energy. And then you get in, you know, a garter belt and lingerie. Well, now we can't respect you anymore. It's like, yeah. what are, what are we still talking about? Brad Pitt gets to be on a horseback riding on a thing with his shirt off and on a motorcycle with his shirt off. And we're fine with both, you know, like what is the problem? No, I Um, couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's, 
I mean, this is this is an argument and a discussion that we're unfortunately still having. I know. Um, I, I think people... It's crazy, but... Yeah. I think we're kind of in a trap right now where people are saying, well, there's so much more equality. There's so much more equality. And it's like, we're not there yet. I mean, you're still, women. women still aren't paid equal wage. So, I mean... What are, so, what are we talking not, about? Just because yeah. of, we have a vice president who is a female... You know, we also had an African American yeah. president, and and we, you know, we. Still well, yeah. Don't you remember when racism so was much, over after yeah, Barack Obama? Raci- was, exactly, and was we selected. had yeah. then from the earth, you know, every racist, horrible person, you know, came mm-hmm. out from to expose themselves, and uh, yeah, I just feel like I. I, I- Completely agree with you, and I, and I think that in a weird way, I mean, listen, the, the, we talked about the Britney Spears documentary earlier as well, oh, which yeah. is obviously an, an example of that too. I mean, we we are just, you know, it's a slow, slow fucking progress. It should be I much, know. much faster. It's just, but I, but I do think that a lot of these pop stars are are a really positive influence if mm-hmm. embraced in the right way. And unfortunately, you know, your 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 Bible thumping reactionaries and your 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 far right wing what have you's are always yeah. going to take issue with this stuff yeah. because, you know, it, they're empowering people that they don't want empowered. But mm-hmm. it's it's I I think that Christina Aguilera, you know, is not the did not have the footprint that mm-hmm. someone like Britney Spears did. Um but she definitely had a footprint. She definitely had this really interesting career. She continues to have an interesting career. It's certainly not yeah. over. Um, another thing that we're talking about real quick is the Moulin Rouge uh, song and music video, which was, you know, everywhere in I mean, 2001. One of the, like, most memorable songs, I feel like, mm-hmm. of, I, and now I don't know how to quantify this, of the world. Okay, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it's just a really memorable song of the world. We heard it so many times. It was so big. I think it was a big no, I song. Think, I think, I think it was, it was a big song. That's I what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was a pretty yeah. big song. Everybody knew that song. And I feel like I was traveling at that time too. Everybody in other countries was playing that song. Yeah. Everybody was, and she was so, she was such a big part of that song. I feel yeah. like no, for sure. most people knew her name above other people's name in that well, yeah, Quartet? I mean that video. Was it four? It was four. Well, technically five if you if you include Missy Elliott, who was. Oh also yeah, in the music then I video. would say five. It was it. Well, no, I because she doesn't really have any lyrics, but right. she kind of introduces it. She's just like an yeah, intro and an outro. Yeah, yeah. I watched the video yesterday, which I had not seen probably uh, in a in a very long time. Um, it's it's Christina Aguilera, Pink, Lil Kim, Maya. And and uh, Missy Elliott, I love this, and it is it is a lot. Um, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it, it's a perfect. I mean, I'm a big fan of Moulin Rouge. Love that movie. I think it's I mean, a masterpiece. We could talk about Moulin Rouge. <laughs> it's it's tremendous. Um, and that music video is sort of the perfect personification of the, um, just the enormity of that. Everything that that movies trying to do right to take all yes. those artists who are all doing drastically different things jam them together into a song and it works is a testament to what Moulin Rouge is doing essentially yes. which is taking all of these different artists and jamming them together into this um amazing potpourri of of influences another song i mean was i just like such an uncurious child another song where i didn't know or care about the lyrics i mean i knew it was like something sexual well, it's a, but it's i was a cover. like you know it's a cover. Too, I mean, right? I know it's a cover, but uh, but I I didn't know that then. No, I, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Christina Aguilera wrote the song. You guys, she's so smart. 
She writes in different languages. Five people wrote this yeah. song. This so yeah, good. no, I mean, it, it was it was a big song. I just, or yeah, I it's, mean, but so, I watching the music video yesterday. Something also yeah. Became let's very see what popped up. There were a couple things that popped up, but but the first thing that kind of became abundantly clear to me is that 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 everyone's opening for Christina Aguilera. <laughs> Right? It's just like, everyone gets their verse. Roll yeah. it, everyone's talking. Everyone gets their verse, but she pops in here and there just with oh, like a yeah. crazy note to be like, "Oh, I'll be there. I'm just going to show up wait at the end of the it. song. Wait, wait for it, wait for it." For it. And, and it's and then she shows up with these crazy runs that she does, and uh, with some insane like, I don't even know how, how you would describe her hair in that music video. It's it's like this teased out crazy like wig blonde. thing. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a crazy song. I don't know if Baz Luhrmann directed it, but it certainly looks like it's on the oh. stages. But I, I I'm not sure yeah. if it or not. Um, that would be very um, lucky for them. That would did. be very lucky for them. Uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 a crazy moment. Um, it's a real sort of like lightning rod song. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting how that movie, which you know, was successful, but not like enormously successful. I mean, it was, well, it was that's a an interesting hit, question. Was it, was it not enormously successful? Because well, in my I'm, world, I'm gonna, it, it, it felt well, in my like world, it was it was a big deal. Too, yeah. But, I mean, in my it world, was, it really rocked my boat. Um, and <laughs> on, talk I'm, about I'm, another CD. I mean, every, I used to listen to that soundtrack. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it made $179 million on a $50 million budget. So it wasn't like, it oh, was successful, okay. but like, but it not didn't, like it didn't blow it out of the water. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was more successful than they probably imagined it was going to be. It was supposed to be released actually in the fall of 2000, but they were, but 20th Century Fox was unsure as to what to do with it. And understandably, they watched this thing and they were like, this thing's either going to be like an enormous success or just like, a, just like, like what is this? A huge joke. Yeah. yeah. So, and they released it in the summer, which was smarter. I think if it yeah. had come out in the fall, it probably oh, I remember. Would have been done as well. But yeah. I was doing so comedy was, of errors at the Los Altos Children's Theater and we would all you. play that in the. In the, dressing the, the room. soundtrack? Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. It's it's a great soundtrack. Um, I think, you know, again, after Romeo and Juliet, which I imagine was a, a real sexual awakening for you. Um, <laughs> Gee, I have too much to say about that movie. <laughs> As somebody who's deeply involved in Shakespeare and like mm-hmm. has studied so much Shakespeare, and that is really my first like foyer, foyer, foray, 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 foray into Shakespeare. With my guy. I think you went a lot of, a lot of, with your guy. <laughs> with my guy. Did you Dane, have pictures I mean, of him in your locker um, from Romeo and Juliet? Of course. I mean, I had pic- at all, everywhere I could have pictures. I had a towel with his face on it. I had shirts with it. I mean, I was deeply, I was oh like God. one, you know, when they, you would read like a mm-hmm. teen bop or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like a touch after teen or those magazines into just us weekly and people and like whatever. And it was inappropriate. Like, I think I saw Titanic in the theater like six times. It's like, don't six. go see that movie in the theater. Six Did you cry times. every time when he died? At the I end? scream cried every time I scream cried. I wept. I was, it was wow. emotional. I mean, listen, but, you're not alone. I think that Leonardo No, DiCaprio I mean, that's was, the funny thing is I thought it was I mean, so personal, but everybody was doing that. Everybody seemed to be doing that at the time. It did yeah. feel like uh, it was, um, yeah, I mean, Romeo and Juliet, the soundtrack, I mean, oh, all of it, it's all just sort of speaks to the Moulin Rouge-ness as yes. well. And, and, and kind of, 
what uh, what Baz. I mean, I guess has continued to do with he did it with Great Gatsby a little bit as well of just sort of trying to take all these different artists and 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 trying to kind of fold them in on each other, which I think is really interesting too. But in such um, a stylized way, you know, for sure, for sure. I, which I love. You know, we're not just there is like an element of. Um, well, that's not that's not the same. I don't I don't agree with what I was just going to say. I was going to well, say something a little bit but about like Handmaid's Tale, and I feel like. Do you watch Hand, Handmaid's Tale? I mean, I watched the first season, but now I'm really curious as to how this Well, connects. I just mean, I feel like they really uh, try to put a specific contemporary song oh, sure, onto sure. this, you know, at the end or beginning of the episode. And uh, it feels so intentional in that way. And I feel like Baz Luhrmann created a world to encompass all the music as opposed to me, yes. like making the music be the shiny, like, odd thing happening. Yeah, there's a metatextuality going on to everything that Baz is doing. And, and yeah, some metatextuality. That, That's what I was trying to say. It was a metatextuality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm just kidding. I don't know what that word means. Okay. Uh, metatextual is when you have various mediums that are speaking to each other, so they're like folded into one That's another. What, so. Yes. Oh, uh, see, I'm learning so, so much from you, Phil. This is so <laughs> Stop. Um, I, but I think that that's definitely, you know, some might argue that Baz goes too far on that stuff. You're either a fan or you're not, right? Yes. And if you're, okay. if you're willing to get on his wavelength, then, you know, he dials that shit up to 11. If cool. you're not, you're going to be like, this is just why is he screaming all of these things at yes. me? I don't need it. So, yes. um, but I do think that, you know, you saw it with, with his first film, Strictly Ballroom, and then obviously Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge. Um, and, and I think that uh, the Moulin Rouge video and soundtrack definitely speaks to all of that as well. Um, so in terms of the critical reception to Christina Aguilera's album back in 99, mm-hmm. Q Magazine said the album shows off her pretty but powerful vocals to surprisingly impressive effect. The New York Times agreed, writing beyond its slick design. This album hints at a real singer's emergence. She has striking vocal power and range. It's, uh, if not a clue, about expressing individuality. Mm. And then Rolling Stone uh, was not particularly kind. They said Ooh. it was a bubble-brained writing that they gave Aguilera a little substance to spin into gold. Like Leanne and unlike Britney, Christina already has adult grit and phrasing down pat and so threatens to join Gloria, Mariah, Celine, and Leanne herself in the endless parade of Diane Warren-fueled divas by fiat, hitting high notes and signifying less than nothing. Wow. Um, I mean, Rolling Stone was a little bit critical. Mm, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the album, as we mentioned, debuted. Um, it uh, dethroned Puff Daddy's Forever from the top wow. of the Billboard charts. Uh, in its second week, it fell to number two. Uh, obviously, we mentioned that it sold a shit ton of copies yeah. internationally. Yeah. It's Aguilera's best-selling album. In terms of the legacy of this album, yeah. I would say, um, you know, I don't know. If you if you did a poll, if you stopped people on the street to name, like, what's Christina's biggest song or what is the song mm-hmm. that I imagine Genie in the Bottle is still number one? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Do you think that that's... 1,000%. Right. It's also um, so specific. Yeah. Everybody can remember the name of it. With it her other ones, they're like, specific. you know, the other ones, it's like, oh, yeah, it's that like baby wants some, I want you to want me, you know, whatever with everybody's music. But I'm a genie in a bottle. It's like, oh, yeah, that Christina Aguilera song. It's it was a it was a number one hit as we mentioned. It became the third female artist. She became the third female artist in 1990 to top the Hot 100 chart with her debut, debut entry wow. behind Britney Spears' "Baby One More Time" and Jennifer Lopez's "If You Had My Love." Oh, 
Love JLo. Well, a lot's happening with JLo right now. So it's um, my phone's blowing up. <laughs> JLo and Ben are potentially back together. Are they back together? Is that oh official? Gosh, Is it for real it, though? Page six. They apparently just went to Montana for a weekend together. There's. I, I mean, if it, those two get back together, have they learned nothing? <laughs> like, what's I would venture to happening? say, no, they haven't. They have enough money to to just keep doing like, it. If those two get back together, uh, I mean, I'm all for it. Just to be abundantly clear. Yes. Yeah, so, I'm just I mean, like, I what would is hope happening? they would. It's insane. We're it's going in- back in time. Everything is happening. You know, like '90s clothes that like went out of fashion. <laughs> they were coming right back in. Ben and Jen, they were out. Now they're back in. You know, yeah. Benefer. Was Benefer? Benefer. Was I don't know. Post, I think that was. Uh, I think Benefer was uh, Jennifer uh, Gardner. Maybe was it? No, no. Jennifer Benifer was definitely it J-Lo was and him. J-Lo. Yeah. Okay, but that was post Gwyneth, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Gwyneth was way. Was like I nine, mean, like Gwyneth was Shakespeare in Love. Of course, of course. Is Shakespeare sure. in Love a nineteen ninety nine movie? Ninety eight. Close. Damn, so we just close. missed it. Oh well, just it. <laughs> we'll never what talk about do? it. We'll again. never talk about it. <laughs> um, but uh, but listen, Jennifer Lopez's "If You Had My Love" is a great song. Yeah. Um, it's, I imagine that's a song that you probably danced to, to in front of your parents. Oh my God. With, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Me, Julia, Kristen, and Kate. Just Amazing. All, oh, yeah. that sounds, sounds great. And then um, Talia yeah. on the end of it. No, I got, I got the least, uh, nine, the least 1985 name. Uh, you know, there was a lot of like, yeah, it was a lot of like, Laura why, why Talia? Talia Shire. Of course. The Godfather. I mean, Great. She's amazing. She's, She's awesome. amazing. They were just like, they my, actually, I think it was from Rocky. I think they were like, my parents were very into like watching the credits and they were like, oh, Talia Shire, Talia, we like that name. And I was like, it great, nice nobody's going to know how to say it. No, I mean, now I they guess, do. I guess, do you get a lot of Talias? Yeah, I got a lot of Talias. I got a, uh, a lot of Talias, which actually Talia. is how you pronounce it. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it in, in um, that's crazy. Well, a lot of, there's a Mexican singer named Talia. So I have a lot of uh, people who are Mexican who will be like, oh, Talia. And I'm like, I wish I was the singer. Um, And, but I, I I don't care anymore. Now people can say, what is your name? And I'm happy to tell them. But as a kid, whenever a substitute teacher would come in and they would read down, I would just start sweating and be like, oh God, they're going to get to my name soon. And they're not going to know how to say it. And I'm going to have to correct them. But now I love it. So don't feel bad. I mean, for me. God, the days where like that was the worst thing. Like the, when, when you think about like when I think about the things that I worried about in high school, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck what are you even talking? talking? I know it's crazy. So um, but I also I've been doing a AFI movie club with friends. Ooh. The pandemic. And so uh, I've watched Talia in both Godfathers, and yeah. soon we'll be watching Rocky. So and Ooh, she, it's she's good. Amazing. She's amazing. And she's also, is she Nicolas Cage's aunt? Is that right? Um, I don't know about Nicolas Cage, but she's uh, Jason Schwartzman's mom. Schwartzman's mom. mom. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, okay. and Coppola's sister. Sister. Yes. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's great. Um, 
So while listing the 100 greatest singers of all time, Rolling Stone placed Aguilera at number 52, placing Genie in a Bottle as one of her key tracks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the song was also covered for contestants on many popular talent shows, such as American mm. Idol, The X Factor, and The Voice, of which she was a judge, I believe, at some point. Yeah, she was a judge for a few years, yeah. which is impressive. I think you yeah. got to have like good musical knowledge to be able to... Listen, Christina Aguilera is a national treasure, um, Thank you should, for saying that. We should all, you know, recognize how, um, you know, not just how tremendously talented she was, but like, you know, she pushed a lot of boundaries. She pushed a lot mm-hmm. of, um, you know, I imagine a lot of people into feeling a lot better about themselves and about their bodies. Exactly. And, and, so and I think just gave somebody, it. like gave probably girls of that time or women of that time, like somebody else who they might relate to more than a Britney Spears, you know, which I think is great. For sure. Yeah, I, I I imagine that that was probably, I mean, it seemed like that was her modus operandi mm-hmm. in her career, which is that she didn't want to be boxed in and she didn't want to do the same thing twice. And, you know, more power to her for it. I think that a lot of people in this industry, you know, could stand to to learn a thing or two about not repeating themselves and just trying to, you know, make as much money as they can off doing the same thing over and over yeah, again. That's agreed. not shade towards any artists that do that. I mean, that's, listen, they should do what they want to do. But, you know, I think it's, like, I think she was bold. Yeah, I think it's yeah. really cool. So. I was happy to go back and revisit all her stuff. I was like, look at you, Christina. <laughs> Haven't thought about you in 25 years. So it was good. Jeez, yeah. Well, this was a blast, as this I knew so it was going nice to be. This was so nice to talk to you. so much fun. Um, you're going to come back again in the future for future things. I can't wait. Um, future television shows and yes. other movies and, and the like. Um, but thank you so much for, for coming on and for talking to me. It was really such my it. pleasure. I loved it. I love getting and, uh, deep in with Christina, you know? <laughs> Digging, digging deep. Digging, digging deep with Christina. Um, well, thank you again for for coming on. One last thing: please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, speaking of subscribing, check out our Patreon on all the best films of 1989: Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Fabulous Baker Boys, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters Two, Field of Dreams, Major League, and many, many more. We are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like Joanna Robinson, Liz Hanna. Hunter Covington, Brian Cogman, David Iserson, and many, many more. All your favorite guests from our 1999 podcast are coming on to the 1989 Patreon. You can sign up for it at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. For only $5, you get access to all of these awesome episodes. And for a few bucks more, you get video of our 1999 episodes as well. Plus, there are other very cool tiers too, where you can even be a guest on our podcast. Also, please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcast like it's. We're also on Twitter at podcast like it's. We're also on Instagram at podcast like it's. Thank you to Ernie and Will for producing our episode, Sullivan for our social media, Yonkatas for our artwork and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.